Welcome to this edition of Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one website for expert investment analysis. Buy, Hold, Sell is a weekly show where two fund managers share their views on a selection of listed companies in their area of expertise. Buyers and sellers are what make the market, and you'll find that our guests don't always agree on the stocks being covered. Hit the subscribe button on your podcast player to be the first to receive new episodes each week. If there are stocks you'd like our guests to discuss, let us know by leaving a comment in the review segment. Remember, the views expressed in this show are not recommendations to invest. You should seek appropriate investment advice before making any investment decisions. And of course, please read the disclaimer in the show's notes. Let's get into the show. Hello and welcome to LiveWire's Buy, Hold, Sell. My name's James Marley, and on behalf of the team here at LiveWire, I'd like to wish all our viewers and readers all the best for a sensational 2022. I hope you're all safe and I hope you had a great Christmas and New Year period. In this episode, I'll be asking our two guests to share their views on the 10 Aussie large caps, stocks that received the most votes in our recent investor survey. It should be a great episode. And my guests today are ST Wong from Prime Values, making his buy, hold, sell debut. ST, welcome to the show. Thanks, James. And we're also joined by Matt Williams from Early Funds Management, a familiar face. Matt, happy new year. I hope you had a great break. Thanks, James. Had a great break. Got the COVID, but now fully over it. So, um, you know, I'm ready to go for this year. All right. I'm glad you're healthy. I've also had it um, bounce through the other side. And uh, I'm sure a bunch of our viewers are out there. So I hope you guys are healthy as well. Um, before we get into the stocks in Buy, Hold, Sell, we're going to take a look at a couple of the interesting responses that came from our annual reader survey. We had over 4,000 people participate in this survey. And we're going to pick out a few of the interesting uh, tidbits from that and ask Matt and uh, ST for their views on that. We're also going to give them, for a bit of fun, uh, one of the, the, the topical questions we put in the survey, which we asked if they believe, if they'll believe that Aussie house prices or Bitcoin will be the better performing asset class in 2022. But we'll save that for the end. Matt and ST, get your, your Bitcoin projections on. Um, but into the survey, a couple of the topical views that came out were on interest rates and inflation. And I'm seeing this across the market. Uh, people talking about these, this being a really big issue, whether it is or isn't, we'll find out. 60% of readers said they expect the RBA to hike rates this year, which is against the narrative coming from the RBA. And 65% believe that the US 10-year bond, which is a really important number to keep an eye on, um, will be higher in 12 months' time. So, Matt, I'm going to start it with you. What's your view on these issues and how are you thinking about them? Yeah, thanks, James. Look, I'm surprised it's only 65%. Such is the dominance of this narrative that interest rates will be higher, you know, at least in the US um, official rates in particular, and probably here at some time. Um, so, look... I don't know, but I th it does make sense. You know, inflation is definitely uh, is out there. And so what we sort of do at Early is look at our portfolio and go, look, we don't really know what's going to happen exactly, but we look at, well, if the dominant narrative, interest rates are going to rise, inflation's going up. If this really does occur, what's, what's the worst that can happen to us in terms of the stocks in our portfolio? And so we look at that. Then on the other side, we look at, well, if this narrative is not true, 
um, but the market is starting to price it in. Where are the opportunities, I guess, in the market, um, you know, for, from that angle? ST, have you got anything to add to, to Matt's comments around um, thinking about higher interest rates and inflation um, and, and some of those reader expectations that we've, we've alluded to? Yeah, thanks, James and Matt, for your um, uh, insights. I think key to point out is in all this is that the narrative is also evolving. Right. Um, in the last couple of weeks, the supply side of things have come into picture much more significantly. But I think, um, as Matt said, it's hard to project out 12 months, 24 months, and what it does to companies that we actually own. Um, so for us, really, um, this year in particular is really about sussing out or seeking out companies which are truly well-managed, because that's what we're going to uh, bag, companies which can, can navigate the tough environment, the changing environment, and the ever evolving environment. Because as, as, a, as a, an investor, we can't actually do too much with the external uh, environment, but certainly the companies that invest in, uh, they certainly can see what's happening with their, um, uh, with their supply chain, with their companies, and therefore they should be able to navigate the scenario if we back a good management team. This is, a, this is a broad question, ST, but I, we often hear that inflation equals bad for equities, um, you know, and, and can, can result in, um, you know, higher rates, uh, you know, reducing the, the multiple on stocks. How much of a headwind do you think rising inflation and interest rates would be specifically for Australian large cap stocks? The two points to raise, uh, James, one is that we think that the stock of liquidity in the market is still pretty high. So I think from that perspective, that's a general positive for the market environment, despite accelerating, I guess, a narrative on interest rates. I think the second point to, to raise is uh, the market really tries on earnings. And if earnings are still growing on the back of the economy growing, then that should be some growth in industrial large cap space in, in any case. Matt, just on this idea of, um, you know, rising inflation, rising rates being a, a headwind for equities, specifically in the, the Aussie large cap, do you agree with that narrative or have you got a counter view? Yeah, no, definitely, you know, inflation is a headwind and, you know, it's, it's, it's a two-pronged thing. Um, you know, first up, the, you know, the operational effects for companies and there's, there's been a good study that shows you know, there's a certain amount of inflation where the market, this is the US market, does really well. Zero to 3% is like Goldilocks inflation. And generally during, the, during that time, you know, over periods, over the last 100 years, the market goes well. When inflation hits 6% uh, and plus, that is the time markets don't like that. So, you know, currently we're in that sort of spike of 6% in the US. Um, you know, a lot of that will be transitory, I'm sure. But definitely the markets do not like uh, inflation. I guess the other effect is on the um, valuation effect. You know, a lot of companies have been bid up as the interest rates have gone down because, you know, some long duration companies, uh, uh, you know, your infrastructure type companies, your very high growth kind of businesses, quality businesses, you know, the discount rate used in valuation has gone down, which means that the value has gone up in those companies. So as this unwinds, uh, this could be, uh, I think, will lead to a lot of volatility this year. All right, well, let's get into the stocks. Um, and we're going to go through the 10 most tipped uh, large caps as voted by the LifeWire readers. 
Um, Matt, I'm going to start with you on CSL, but before I give the question, when you saw the list of stocks, is there some, did it, what, what passed through your head? Does it seem like a sensible selection? Yeah, I think a very solid group of companies um, and some of the names that we, you know, we own in the portfolio. So, you know, uh, a very sensible uh, uh, group of companies, I thought, James. Okay, great. All righty, well, let's get into it. CSL, it was the number one most tipped stock, $207 a share today. It's almost exactly where it was 12 months ago. Is it a buy, hold or a sell? I think it's a hold, uh, James, you know, and it's one of these stocks that I talked about in terms of valuation. The discount rate used in the valuation is quite important. Um, you know, it's a high quality business. It's going to be good over the long term, but it's, it's a hold at these prices. Okay. ST, CSL, buy, hold or a sell? Yeah, James, uh, CSL is a hold for us 35 times. Um, you know, strong, excellent management track record. Proposed acquisition wifer, I think, will be positive in the long term. Um, in the short term, though, password collection remains an issue um, and increased cost to serve. You know, we're still uncertain of the impact of FY23. So all in, it's a whole uh, at 35 times. Okay, ST, I'm staying with you, Macquarie Group. It's making us redefine the term Australia's big four. It recently surpassed the market cap of Westpac. Is it a buy, hold or a sell? James, uh, Macquarie is a buy for us. Um, we believe that the growth is really about backing value creators at Macquarie. It's one of our largest and longest standing positions. So we're really backing the value creators at uh, Macquarie. Outstanding track record developing leadership in a number of structural growth segments, uh, including you know, infrastructure, renewables, uh, digitization of financial services. So we like the ability to uh, identify growth options. Okay, ST likes Macquarie, Matt. Are you a buy, hold or sell on Silver Donut? Yeah, ditto for me, um, all what he said. Um, if they're firing on all cylinders, it's a buy. Okay, staying with you, Matt. Pilbara Minerals, it was the best performing stock in the ASX 200 in 2021, riding the lithium coattails. Buy, hold or a sell? It's a sell. Um, you know, lithium has just gone vertical in the last three to four months. The fundamentals look pretty strong for lithium, you know, but um, it, it's just run very hard. Uh, it's, it's a sell for me. Okay. ST, Pilbara, it was a one-way train in 2021. Buy, hold or sell? Yeah, James, uh, Pilbara as a whole, um, great asset just next to where uh, mineral resources is uh, as its uh, lithium assets as well. Um, strong positions with, with its partnerships, uh, but clearly lithium prices are probably at the top end of the range. So we're rather uncomfortable with that. So it's a whole for us. Okay. BHP, they put a line in the sand and are really embracing that move towards decarbonisation. ST, have you got a buy, hold or sell on BHP? Uh, BHP is a buy. Valuation appeal is attractive. Uh, the balance of commodity exposure plus quality assets, it looks attractively priced given that it's trading at four times EV beta. Um, free cash flow uh, yield of 11 to 12%, and that's attractive to us. Okay. Matt, BHP, what are your views? Are you a buy, hold, or a sell? Yeah, BHP a buy. Um, it's going to be a bit dislocated in the next few weeks as this index sort of, sort of play takes as it leaves London and becomes a bigger stock here in Australian indexes. Um, but it's a buy for those reasons ST said and, and just the balance sheet optionality, it's, you can't go past it. Next stock, mineral resources. One smart fundy described mineral resources as the cheapest lithium stock on the ASX in uh, 2021. Matt, no idea who that might have been. Buy, hold or sell on mineral resources. 
Yeah, that was my colleague Emma Fisher, and she called it, nailed it absolutely brilliantly. It's almost doubled since she wrote that piece for Livewire. It's a buy. Um, however, it's a medium-term buy. It's had a massive run with the lithium price. Uh, you, uh, in fact, early you, we've seen you might have seen we've reduced our position, our substantial position. So look, I, we st it's still one of our biggest holdings, uh, but it's more of a buy over the medium term now. Okay, thanks for that. ST Mineral Resources, buy, hold, or sell. Uh, Mins as a whole, we like the growth and undervalued options that the company has. Uh, strong balance sheet as well. Has a great run of a share price in the last six months. Possibly fronting a soft quarterly ahead. Uh, looking for a better entry price. So for now, it's a hold. Okay, ST staying with you. Fortescue Metals Group enjoying a bit of a recovery in the iron ore price after a challenging year last year. Buy, hold, or sell? Um, Fortescue is a sell. Peak valuations, uh, trading a large EV beta premium to its peers in the form of BHP and Rio Tinto, uh, possibly capex, capex and execution risk um, in WA. So back solving for an implied a long-term iron ore price. Fortescue seems to be trading a long-term price of about $80 per tonne, and that seems expensive to us. Okay, it's a sell for ST. Matt Fortescue, is it a buy holder itself for you? Uh, I agree with ST. It's a sell for me. Um, you know, it's back at a share price where the iron ore price was a, a lot higher than than this on the way up. So I think it's it's had a too hard a bounce, um, and the fundamentals just don't support it. Over twenty dollars, we think at the moment. Okay, we're up to number seven, which is Woodside Petroleum. BlackRock CEO Larry Fink recently expressed views that the oil and gas industries have a role to play in this uh, energy transition. Um, it sounds unsexy being in that fossil fuel space. Is it a buy, hold, or a sell for Woodside, Matt? Uh, Larry Fink, he, he like you know he wants to have his cake and eat it too, really, um, doesn't he? Um, I don't, I'm not sure which way he's going uh, from day to day. But look, Woodside to us is a buy, um, even though we've got our oil exposure somewhere else. But we think you know the the Aussie oil uh, companies have really underperformed the oil price itself and a lot of global competitors. Uh, really not sure why exactly this is this is the case. It seems maybe company specific, but we think there's a bit of catch up to do. So Woodside's a buy. Okay, ST Woodside Petroleum buy hold or a sell? Yeah, like Matt, um, Woodside's a buy for us. Uh, there is a robust global gas demand thematic rolling through the market at this juncture. As Matt said, you know, sectors yet to benefit from recovery in oil prices. Uh, perhaps some uncertainty in regards to the potential flow back of Woodside shares from BHP shareholders, uh, that could be holding back the share price in, in, in the short term. But valuation, valuation seems attractive and that, that makes it a buy for us. Okay. ST, staying with you, Westpac, it's the only one of the traditional Aussie banks that investors have had such a love affair with that made our top 10. Is it a buy, hold or a sell? Westpac's a sell, James. Uh, we think that operating trends have been weak and the outlook looks challenging. Um, and the key question for us is whether the bank's aggressive uh, cost-cutting program is an enabler of franchise growth or a disruptor. Um, that question we're finding hard to answer. The risk we find is that expectations for Westpac is actually quite low. low um, and it is trading at low end of, the, of its trading history. Um, our major bank exposure is through NAV, so Westpac will sell for us. Okay, Matt Westpac, one of the traditional Aussie banks, is a buy holder or sell for you? Yeah, I'm going to be contrarian, James. I'm saying it's a buy, like your uh, like your viewers and readers. 
Uh, I think, uh, you know, it's hated. NAB was once hated. NAB is now loved. It can take a while for these things to turn around, though. ST is right. They've got a big uh, operational and governance reset to get themselves through. Um, but look, you know, Westpac is a franchise. It's not going out of business. Uh, they're about to have a $3 billion buyback uh, come, you know, hit the market. So, uh, you know, I think it's been a bit oversold, but it may take a while to get themselves out of the hole uh, that ST is, has described, but it's a buy for the medium term. Okay, thanks, Matt. West Farmers is the ninth stock on the list. We're nearly through the top 10. Um, West Farmers, good suite of businesses. They provided uh, an update just recently. Um, some of their business is going well, others feeling the impacts of COVID. Matt, buy, hold or sell on West Farmers? Oh, look, West Farmers is a buy. Uh, I've owned it for a long time. You know, Bunnings is, you know, if not the top business in Australia, it's one of the top three. Uh, what more can you ask for? You know, a, a division that earns, you know, 70% return on invested capital, almost a monopoly. Uh, Australian housing, you know, it's, it, it's here forever. It's a forever uh, kind of company. Uh, so it's a buy. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, that Bunnings story has been incredible to watch. It just seems like it's everywhere. Um, ST, buy, hold or sell on West Farmers? Um, West Farmers as a whole, um, Bunnings is truly central to the investment case for West Farmers and that's been really positive. Struggle with um, coming to evaluations of the company, um, so on the sidelines on West Farmers for now. Okay, final stock rounding out, rounding out our top 10 is Aristocrat Leisure. It had a good year from a share price perspective in 2021, a little bit soft of late, buy, hold or sell? Uh, look, James, I don't actually invest in gaming stocks or gaming-related companies, such as Aristocrat or uh, Crown, for that matter. I'll give you my view on the fundamentals of the company. So despite having not a, despite not having a recommendation, um, shares have clearly underperformed due to acquisition of play tech, but operationally, it's simply doing really well, gaining momentum in market share in the US and also digital. Um, that seems really positive, and valuations don't seem to be overly demanding. So, so from that perspective, it looks somewhat positive, but I don't actually have a recommendation on Aristocrat. Okay, thanks for that. Matt, Aristocrat, is it one that uh, you look at it early? Yeah, it is, James. We've owned it for a number of years, and, and I think it is a buy. As ST says, the shares have sort of gone into a bit of a holding pattern while this Playtech acquisition um, sort of meanders through. Uh, and so operationally, they are absolutely killing it in their gaming ops business. And that is a real long duration business now. And they, that, that will be, that's like an annuity style income for, you know, that, that's good. You could bank that for a number of years now. The digital business, you know, it's still one that the market is still trying to wrap their heads around. At the moment it's firing, it can go through ups and downs, but uh, you know, it's still one we're, we're not hundred percent certain on. But uh, you know, for, for us at $43, the fundamentals look pretty good for aristocrats, so it's a buy. Awesome, thanks very much for giving us that view. Alrighty folks, as I promised at the start of the question, we're gonna bring uh, one of the questions that we put to our readers in our survey uh, to Matt and ST, it's a bit of fun. Um, we asked you to, if you had to choose between Bitcoin and Aussie real estate um, to work out which one would be the best performing asset class in 2022, which one you would pick. Um, ST, I'll start with you, same question. Which would you tip to be the better performing asset class? Wow, James, that's a really tough one. Um, I'm, I'm going with property only because I like things I could feel and touch uh, and see. So for real estate, uh, that's a no brainer for us. 
Matt, same question for you. Bitcoin or Aussie houses in 2022? I know what you're doing here, James. You're going to replay this at the year end where Bitcoin has probably doubled from its you know, lows. It's off 40% from its highs. So I don't know. You know, probabilities is it probably goes up this year. You know, I don't know. But like ST, you know, I can't, I'm not going to pick something that I can't even value. It's really just guessing. And I look, my money is in shares and property. It's not in Bitcoin. So I'm going to stick with what where my where my money is. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for um, for giving us those views. Um, I can't remember what I've I voted, but I think I may have done a bit of research on Bitcoin at some stage, a bit of FOMO striking in, but I haven't yeah. bought any yet. So I, I guess I'm with housing as well. Um, but gents, as you can hear, the kids are coming back from the beach, which means our time is just about up. Um, to all our readers out there, I want to say thanks very much for tuning in. As I said, I hope you have a great 2022 and you're all safe and healthy. Matt and ST, thanks for going through the top 10 marathon today. I really appreciate it. I hope you guys have a great year. And to all those viewers out there, if you're not a subscriber on our YouTube channel, make sure you hit subscribe. We've got lots of great content coming up for you in 2022. Have a great year. Thanks for listening to Buy, Hold, Sell, brought to you by Livewire Markets, Australia's number one source of expert investment analysis. Register for free at livewiremarkets.com to discover more exclusive investing articles, videos, and podcasts.